why did you choose to become a coach slash slash judge like the the adjudication portion of the the dancing well that's a simple answer I mean even though this is the dance business I've always leaned more to the dancing end and uh, so when my time was done as far as being a pro-am competitor. You're there. really swinging on that chair, by the way. Oh, am I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> See, I'm moving. I'm dancing now. I'm dancing. Uh and welcome to the all-new Instead Vlog Blog and Podcast, the newest, coolest, and soon-to-be biggest triple threat in digital content, bringing you the latest in dance, health, fitness, fashion, entertainment, and lifestyle trends, featuring the coolest crews, insightful news, and outrageous views. Keep in step with Instep. And we are live with the In-Step Vlog and Podcast. My name is Alex Casper, and I just want to uh, take a minute to welcome you all to the show. It's very, very exciting because this is the official, very, 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 very first episode, hopefully not the last, of the In-Step Vlog and Podcast. And uh, to top that off, we also have a very special guest, the none other... Mr. Stephen Knight. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're actually scheduled to start the, the filming of these um, uh, about a month or two back. And um, somebody, I believe it was the person who actually films you during the national um, oh, dance events, that <laughs> recommended that we, we interview you first. Because, I mean, we don't want to, you know toot any horns yet, but in all honesty, you are the best uh, to do it as far as um, interviews and uh, the whole spiel being in front of the camera. So thank you very much for being the very first. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you know, uh, it kind of comes with the territory of being around for so long. I've been around for 41 years, so I have a lot of experience, which allows me a lot of passion that I could share to uh, professionals and amateurs uh, around the country as far as their dancing goes. Very cool. So so the the, the idea of these first couple, um, the, the first few episodes is kind of to, to break the ice a little bit. Like I know everybody knows you within the ballroom dance industry, but for the, ver the, the seven of you that don't in the, the land of Facebook and YouTube... Steven is one of the busiest men in the industry. As a regional franchise director of the Fred Astaire Dance Studios Wisconsin region, an NDCA adjudicator, a coach, choreographer, and the co-national dance director for Fred Astaire Dance Studios, his dance card is almost always full. Steven and his dance partner, Ray Josephs, were three-time United States American Rhythm finalists and six-time undefeated Fred Astaire American Rhythm champions. Stephen is also responsible for creating a large portion of the Fred Astaire Dance Studio's Silver Syllabus. He is well known for his choreography for open routines, solos, showcases, and novelties. Achievements. Six-time Fred Astaire Open American Rhythm Champion. Three-time USDSC Open American Rhythm Finalist. USDSC Theatrical Finalist. USDSC Rising Star Theatrical Champion. 
Aries of Expertise. American Smooth, American Rhythm, International Latin, Theater Arts, Choreography, and Business Training. And, uh, and, uh, how, <laughs> yeah, how, how did this happen? How, where are you from? I was born and raised in Chicago. And in 1983, I got an opportunity to move up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for uh, a teaching position, and that's where it all started. Uh, I've been here since 83. You were always interested in dance, or how did it? Uh, you know what? It was an absolute fluke. Uh, I had graduated from high school in 1977, and uh, I very much believed that you needed to work, e even as a kid. I started working at 13. I was a busboy. So after high school graduation, uh, I decided to take a job in a dance studio for the summer before college. Well, you know what? I was there two weeks, and after two weeks, I knew that this was the career for me and that I was going to be a lifer, and the rest is history. 41 years, here we are sitting now talking you and me. So it's been a, a beautiful journey. I was a professional competitor for 22 years, as well as a pro-am competitor. Uh, now I just uh, teach and train and help choreograph and do shows and work with the professional competitors and work with the professional uh, with the pro-am teams and uh, run a few studios and you know and the list goes on and on yeah you know it was probably you know the way I got here it was uh, believing in myself and realizing that there was no there, there was no timeline. I just, I just kept going for the brass ring. I just kept working. I listened to the people that were more successful than I was, and I did what they told me. You know, I listened and I rehearsed, and I just kept. You know, because everybody says you're so lucky, you're so lucky. Well, you know, it's not luck. It's about being prepared when the opportunity comes up. That's what luck is. Doing the work. Doing the work. So, you know, the whole time I was coming up as a pro-am teacher, it was getting me ready for what I do today. Uh, 41 years, you said, yes? Yes. What is one of your... I'm, I'm sure you could probably spend an hour on this, but what is one of your favorite dance experiences that, like... When you're around a, a group of friends and you're spieling back in the day, well, one of your favorite dance experiences? One of my favorite dance experiences obviously has to be the first year uh, I got into that final of the U.S. Yeah. because that's what we all aspired to do. Obviously, we aspire to be champion, but to get into the final is quite an accomplishment within the country. So that has to be the first year. So that has to be one of the best dance experiences because you all of a sudden saw all the hard work and sweat and sore muscles and sore feet and sore back and countless hours and no sleep all of a sudden it paid off and now here you were sitting in you know the top six couples of the country so that had to be probably the best yeah even though there was many yeah, yeah. many experiences not only professionally but as well as pro-am i mean to watch and to see students, regular folks come in off of the, the street and start to ballroom dance for social reasons and all of a sudden flip over to the competitive world and to see what they're able to achieve. I mean, I had hundreds and hundreds of great experiences with that yeah. as well. So the, the people, the dancers that were on the floor with you, 
there's some of them or maybe all of them are, are still in the within the, the dance industry? Um, yes, they are in some facets. Some, yeah. you know, accomplished a little bit more than others. But yeah, there, there's quite a few that are still around. I mean, two of my partners who were in the final with me, uh, Luann Pulliam and Bruno Collins, I mean, they're, they're partners of, a mi of mine to this day. Uh, and we competed together the, our entire career. Who so was better? Well, he always had better placement, but I don't know. <laughs> no. Do you, Do you guys ever like get together? Like, oh yeah, lucky. we razz each other all the time. <laughs> but you have to realize also, as one of my main coaches was Bruno Luan, yeah. so I was actually coaching with a couple uh, that I was in competition with. When the student you know, goes against the teacher, right? You know, but it was very motivating. We had a good relationship, and it was great. The, the whole ride was great. And again, it's what's made me today what I am. Yeah. And it allows me today to uh, train at the highest level and uh, help other people create good experiences yeah. for themselves. So you could go on forever, I'm sure, about the, the amazing best dance experiences, but you also had to do the work to get there. What's one of your worst dance experiences? Worst dance experience? Well, you know, I, I, I tell a lot of the students that I work with that are competing, and I'll be working with them on the, the week before they're going to compete. And I say, how you feeling? How you doing? How's things going? And one of the common things that comes out is they tell me that they're really, really nervous. And I say, okay, uh, that's kind of a natural human thing that's going to happen when you want to go out and do something good and you, you want to do a good job. And I, I tell them that one time I decided I'm not going to be nervous. And I psyched myself out completely to be as calm as I possibly could and did the worst performance in my entire <laughs> career. The worst performance. So I tell them, hey, that's great. That's going to add to your performance. That's going to add the adrenaline. You know, that's going to be, you know, you just stay focused. You're going to stay on your game. It's okay. So that was one of the worst for sure. Yeah. And then I got to tell you a funny story. Oh. We, were, we were doing a show after one of the national events, and it came time for everybody to bow. Now, this was a big honor to be in the show, especially if you were doing an honor dance because you were the champion, which I was at the time. And uh, it was time to do the final bow, and I had two girls. I had my partner, Ray, and I had her daughter, Jackie, on either side of me because Jackie was a, a junior champion at the time. And we went running down the stairs to take our bow, and the stair broke underneath me. So they continued to run, and I was falling through the steps. <laughs> well, the two of them weren't going to mess with their bow, so they kind of dragged me along <laughs> down the stairs, crossed the floor a little bit before I got my footing and got back up. Well, that was okay if it would have been a one-shot deal. But somebody whose name I won't mention, Bruno Collins, decided that it would be very funny to show the video at the staff party following so not only did I fall down the steps once and was totally embarrassed, but then he shows it in the party looping over and over and over again, <laughs> pouring salt into the wound. It was funny. It really was. But at the time, I was like, really? This is happening to me? 
So, you know, and, and funny things happen. You know, Murphy's Law is in effect all the time. And I tell students and I tell pros, don't worry about anything that may happen. Everything that possibly could have happened has already happened. Countless times, you know. Problems with shoes, problems with costumes, you know, things falling off, people falling, slipping. This has all happened. It's no big deal. The most important thing you do is you chalk it up to experience, you stand up, you brush yourself off, and you keep going. You know, I respect the people more when they get up and they keep going. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've been watching the Olympics, the ice dancing and, and, and the, the singles, and I'm watching these people at the Olympics at the highest level of competition, and they'll go for a jump and they'll miss it, some of them badly, and yeah. get up like nothing happened. Yeah. That's that's where you get to. I saw stuff. something like that last night. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there was a couple of them that fell, but got up and were were breathtaking afterwards. So yeah. the same thing with the dancers. That stuff happens. We all get it. We've all been there. You're not the first one. You know, I'm sure I wasn't the first one falling through the steps, yeah. going out to do my bow. I'm sure it's <laughs> happened somewhere. So just enjoy it. Keep it light. Keep it fun. So. It says here in this handy dandy sheet that your expertise is, is pretty much all American smooth, American rhythm, international Latin, theater arts, choreography, and even business training. Do you have a favorite dance across the board, or are you all are you are you particular in any any way, shape, or form? You know, I have dances that I enjoy more than others, obviously, but overall. I just love dance and I love what dancing does for people. So when it talks about the expertise, even though there's, there's a significant amount of things that are listed there, my, my true favorite is, is getting involved in the showcases and helping studios to uh, create beautiful showcases and beautiful experiences for students. Because for me, dancing is very personal because I know what it's done for me and what it's brought to my life to enrich my life and allow me to have a lot more fun and a lot more confidence and a whole list of benefits. So when I get the opportunity to get into a studio and work with the students and creating beautiful numbers for them, you know, based on what they're looking for, what they want to get out of it, what do they want to bring, what do they want the audience to feel when they watch them perform, that is my, my absolute favorite aspect of the business because I think dancing is personal. And when a student is, is guided and educated on what they can do through dancing, it brings remarkable results to their dancing, you know. Imagine what kind of a social dancer they're going to be when they get out and they perform a number that's, that, that's been choreographed for them. Yeah. And the amount of confidence that they receive from it. And the amount of balance and style and control that they can get from it. You know, the feeling that they could transpire to the audience Sorry, is, is amazing. Can you explain what, what is a, a showcase? Well, a showcase is part of our, our, our teaching. It's a system that we have, and it's, uh, it's basically an adult recital in which our students take the opportunity to prepare choreographed routines that have been designed and choreographed special for them and they get out and they perform. It's just like an adult recital. It's like, uh, I'm sure many of you have been to a kid's recital where you go to the ballet, jazz, tap. Same type of thing, but it's with the adults. Do you have any dance pet peeves? Laziness. 
What do you mean? Laziness. Oh, laziness. Laziness. Yeah. That's, that's got to be one of my pet peeves for sure. Especially laziness when, when I know somebody has really, really good ability and they're just walking. I want to see them dance. I don't care what level they are. I want to see them heart and soul. I want them to put their passion on their sleeves and I want them to get out there and do the best job they possibly can do bar their level of expertise because I don't care about that. When I see the love and a passion that somebody can portray when they're dancing at the highest level, that to me is just, the, the, that's gold. Yeah. That's gold. So when somebody gets out there that I know is really a good dancer and they don't give it to me, then that bothers me. Yeah. Why did you choose to become a coach slash slash judge like the the adjudication portion of the the dancing well that's a simple answer I mean even though this is the dance business I've always leaned more to the dancing end and uh, so when my time was done as far as being a pro-am competitor you're really swinging on that chair by the way oh am I oh sorry <laughs> see I'm moving I'm dancing now I'm dancing um, <laughs> you know, after 21 years of pro-am competitions and competing professionally, you know, I, I was uh, ready to go to the next level. So obviously staying into the dance department, I went into coaching and doing choreography and being an adjudicator. Uh, and they all work hand in hand, yeah. you know. Uh, if I'm going to be a coach, uh, I needed to be an adjudicator because I needed to be out there seeing what was happening, what was the trends, what were people doing, because like everything, dancing has is, is evolved tremendously. It's evolved tremendously in the last 20 years since I've been retired from the competitive floor. So you need to stay current, you need to see what's going on, what's happening. So they all kind of work hand in hand. And the coaching, the co you know, my favorite position, and I tell all new staff this all the time, my favorite position by far in my career was when I was a teacher. Yeah. So if I could stay a teacher just at a different level, I'm really, really happy. Yeah. So that's why I decided, you know, because it could have been very easy. I could have been gone and just drink business. I could have had a slew of studios. Oh, I kind of do now. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's, it's definitely the dancing because you know what? I truly do like to change lives. I really do, and I know that the biggest life changer anybody can experience is dancing. So it makes me feel good when I'm able to share that with other people. So that's why I've stayed coaching, doing choreography, and being on, you know, more involved in the advance, as well as in, in enrollment departments of studios. Yeah, I can I can attest to this simply just from this interview. Like just about every question, you've magically kind of. Uh, worked your way back around to building up like a student oh yeah and, and working with, so I can genuinely tell that like you really really do care yeah, about absolutely our, our industry has been built on our students and our customers and the number one person in my eye and I know many of us in this industry feel the same way the number one person is always the student and the customer because without them we can't do what we do we're not, without them, we can't share the passion and the love that we have for dancing. And it's such a great product to be able to share. So I thank the students every day, every day for allowing me to come to work 
and to be excited to wake up and know that I'm going to work instead of that alarm going off and going, oh my gosh, another day at work, I just hate it. That's not the case because I know I'm going to go in and I'm going to change somebody's life. I'm going to make it better for them. And especially in this day and age, I mean, this world is a crazy place. We need a happy place. We need a place where people can feel good about themselves for whatever reason, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, we've got the remedy. Who taught you? Oh my gosh, I had a lot of people teach me, a lot. Um, not only did I learn from a lot of the, 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 the management and uh, different licensees and dance board members and uh, area directors who came before me, but uh, I, I took a lot of training from outside training, like Zig Ziglar, uh, Tony Robbins. I was just going to go into John, do follow yeah, anybody. Tom Hopkins. I mean, all of these people, I, I, I just believed, I really, really believed in, and you know, I had some great people that worked with me in the beginning. And one of the things, one of the persons said, nobody's coming to your rescue. You know what I mean? So I knew it was my responsibility. And I was blessed to be in a career where I could advance and move as fast as I wanted to based on my input. So I took training from everybody. I and, and, and I tell people to this day, if you like it, steal it. Steal it, adopt it, and use it. And there are things that I have learned through the course of my 41 years that I still use today that I learned. You know, so I, I, I never, I, I took from anybody. Anybody who was willing to share their passion, I was willing to listen. Do you have any that you can think off the top of your head now, like famous quotes or specific words or phrases that you, you live by? Uh, oh my gosh, you know what? I have so many, and half the time I'll screw them up when I need to call them. Okay, so one of them is, liars always figure, figures never lie. Meaning... I was very much into statistics. I wanted to know statistics would give you uh, a good picture of how you were how, how you were doing, yeah. both in dancing as well as business. So I was very much into that, and I couldn't say, "Well, I was doing such and such," when the statistic read clearly what I was doing. So I was very much into statistics. Uh, oh my gosh, there's so many, and I just they're, they're just they're, they're they're flying around. <laughs> in head, but I can't I can't trap one right now. Third episode. Third episode. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you were not busy coaching, judging, traveling, being fabulous, how would you be spending your time? Ooh. I mean, when I'm off? Yeah. Well, some people might laugh, but I really, really, really enjoy television. Yeah. And movies. And the reason I do is because... I like to uh, submerge into the story. I like to escape. I like I, I, I like the adventure and the fantasy that I can get from TV. Sort of like dancing, but I don't have to really think or worry about anything. I could just unwind and submerge into whatever storyline it is I'm watching. So I really enjoy TV and movies, and I enjoy traveling. And uh, you know what? I'm kind of a big spa person. I mean, I like to get pampered, you know? And what? And, 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 yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> so those are the type of things. I love being with family and friends. Adore that, keeping up with people. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of simple when I'm not working. I'm really a workaholic, so I work a lot. Yeah. Uh, this last past holiday season, uh, we decided to take a month off. And uh, by two weeks, I was like, I need to get back That's to work. That's it. I'm done. I need to get back to work, you know, because it's, it, it, it levels me. It keeps me grounded when I'm working. So, What's a TV show you, <coughs> you currently follow or recently watched? Mm, let me see. <laughs> let me pull out my uh, list. Oh, my gosh. Well, I definitely love... Uh, Game of Thrones, which we're all waiting for to come back. I like it. Uh, I like. I love Chicago Fire and Chicago Police because I'm from there, and my of course I come from a policeman's family. Chicago PD, I, Chicago restaurant, Chicago. No, I don't like all of them. Oh. I like the police department and the fire department. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, I watch a lot of things. Movie. I mean, uh, movie. Oh my gosh. I am. First of all, I don't like scary movies. No scary movies at all. I, I don't want to be freaked out. Uh, I like action. I love uh, gangster movies, and I love uh, mafia movies. I love the Godfather series. I mean, I can watch it over and over and over and over and over again. I love the Rocky series. Um, and you know what? I like good romantic, emotional stuff. Yeah. You know? So, why do The only thing I don't like is scary movies. Yeah. No scary movies. I could do a thriller, but no scary. No blood and slime and guts and all that, no. <laughs> I don't want to do a backflip out of my <laughs> recliner when I'm watching TV. No! Right. Uh, what is a trend that you wish or hope would never return? Oh, definitely the costumes we used to have to wear. Yeah. We had to wear, for us men, it was awful. We wore what was called cat suits, and they were wild. They were absolutely wild. First of all, they were skin tight, skin tight, and the material they used had a wool backing. So not only were they skin top tight, but they were also so hot. They were so hot and uncomfortable, uncom it was ridiculous. So I hope for sure that that never comes back in. The competitors of today don't know how lucky they have that they'd be able to wear these costumes, which allow them to move. I mean, these cat suits we used to wear, I mean, they were scary. <laughs> they were scary. Skin tight. <laughs> it was the only time, as a guy, you had to bring another guy with you to the bathroom because you couldn't pull it back up over your shoulders. <laughs> you needed help to get it back on. It was crazy. Okay, I'm going to open Pandora's box for a second. You can... You can you can play this politically correct if you'd like, or you can dish it out. Do you have one, and if so, what is a dance rule you completely disagree with? A dance rule that I completely disagree with. And if there isn't one, that's okay. Well, let me think, let me think. Mm. A dance rule, you know what? I've always been a really good follower of rules so in reality as I think I can't think of a dance rule that I don't care for I mean every rule that comes out that's been set by the NDCA or the Fred Astaire dance studios I mean I kind of believe it I'm a real rule follower I was never a rebel 
So me if, too. If, if somebody told me this is the rule, uh, it, it was gospel for me. That's good. That's good. Do you ever, do you ever watch old videos of you dancing? <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, I was really skinny back then, so that's always fun to look at and motivating. Uh, but you know, again. You know, and it's always funny because you'll always get a staff member who will find some old video of you, and you know, it's 20 years old, and they're going to comment. Well, of course, it's just like, you know, the, the dancing has evolved, like I said. So, what the, the competitors and the professionals are doing today are at so much a higher level than what we had done, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the ice skating. I mean, you can't go on the ice and, as a male solo skater and not be able to do a quad. You know what I mean? If you can't do a quad, yeah, that's like, you know, the four speeds. Mm. And the yeah, yeah, I know that. If you can't do a quad, don't even bother. But 20 years ago, they were doing singles and doubles, and that was the, the you know, yeah, yeah. that was the expectation. So it's different now. I may or may not have an entire hard drive of uh, old videos of Mr. Stephen Knight dancing, so maybe during episode 16 we'll have to bring you back in... Uh, play some and, and get your thoughts on Oh, I have no them. problem with that. Good. As long as everybody realized it was 20 years ago. <laughs> it's very different that. Um, what's a song you are currently obsessed with? A song that I'm currently obsessed with? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Music is a big part of this dance industry. And you know what? I love, I love all music. Yeah? I really do. Do you have a favorite genre or... I love it all. Yeah, I, I, I just love it all. It's one, of, you know, it's a, a huge tool for us. You know, music and the dance floor; those are two number one tools we need to, you know, create this magic. So um, I, I really like music, and you know what? I like music that moves me. Uh, sometimes it may be an instrumental. Sometimes it may be a vocal. It all depends. I've heard uh, you were an Elvis fan. I'm a is huge Elvis fan. There, is a, there isn't a single Elvis song that I don't adore. Anything Elvis did, touched, anything about Elvis is in like Flint. Do you have a favorite song, Elvis song? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the names. Mm. Um, well, Blue Suede Shoes is a great song, and there's been some uh, great remakes of that done, which is really cool. I mean, I like them all. I loved him with all his movie songs, you know? I mean... Jailhouse Rock, I mean, everything. I mean, I mean, was there anything cooler than Elvis? Nothing was cooler than Elvis. Just walk into my office, you will see. <laughs> it is covered all four walls with Elvis. <laughs> Until Michael Jackson came along. Um, what's the biggest misconception about you? Uh, when dealing with newer staff I hear a lot of times oh, I'm afraid of him which is the farthest thing that you should be because I'm probably one of the sweetest guys and the easiest to talk to because I, I, I still re realize even after as long as I've been around how it feels to be brand new you know how it feels to be accepted how it feels to be to be involved in such a beautiful sport, hobby, science, art that we have with ballroom dancing. 
So people will say, you, you know, I'm scared of you, you look unapproachable. That's not the case. The case is, I'm intense. I'm intense. I'm intense when I teach. I'm intense when I choreograph. I'm intense when I judge. You know, so maybe that's the, the, the impression they get, but anybody, I mean, anybody could come up to me and I'll be more than happy to talk. The most favorite thing I love to do is to talk and get to know people, and especially hear about their journey in dance. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest misconception. I'm really friendly. You can come up to me at any times. I, it's true. It's a fact. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. No, I, I, I do agree. Um, I think one of the, the biggest pieces of advice that stuck with me over the years of being coached by you. What? I was, I was a dancer. Yes, you were a dancer. Um, was uh, you, you actually enjoyed and, and liked um, the idea of someone just kind of being risky and, and uh, going for it and not being afraid to, oh, yeah. to kind of be themselves. And this, this sport is not for caution. This sport is for high risk. This yeah. sport is for intensity. Uh, absolutely, you know. Uh, the, and I f the reason I feel so many people become so cautious is because they have so much information to go through and to, uh, to adhere to their dancing that they get so overwhelmed that they, they dance with this huge bag of things on their back that they're trying to accomplish at one time. So, um, you know what? My mind's going so fast I just lost my tangent. Put me back on, uh, put me back <laughs> on base, Alex. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll jump back to... Oh no, you were talking about um, high risk. Yeah. Oh, I'd much rather watch, watch high risk any day than caution. It's not fun. It's not fun. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it, go for it. You know what I mean? Half of your problems will be fixed if you have commitment and you go for it. Is when you have slight doubt or caution is when you run into trouble, when you, you, you get uh, confused, when you get yourself off balance. It's all because of caution or doubt. Go full throttle, head first, jump in two feet, and make it happen. And realize that mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen all the time. And there is no such thing as an unrealistic goal of achievement. Just sometimes we put an unrealistic time frame on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay? So depending on the goal we want to achieve, we want to make sure that we give it enough time as well. I, I heard from the grapevine that you, you like a specific name that people call you. Is it Stephen? Mr. Knight, Stephen Knight, because a lot of people in the industry call you Knight. They shout out Knight in the ballroom. I heard that you don't like that. Is that is that a fact? Well, yeah, you got that right, and, and I'll explain it to you why I feel that way. Back in the day, whoa, when I started, uh, everybody had uh, professional names. Nobody went with their, their real name. We had professional names. So uh, even though I had different professional names, Knight, of course, is my real name. Uh, so the, the habit of calling people by their last name was something that was going around in the industry. And it bugged me, and it probably bugged me because of the way I was raised. Uh, we were raised to have respect for people. And if we were going to use their last name, we were going to put a Mr. or a Miss or a Mrs. or a Doctor in front of it. Okay. Otherwise, call them by their first name. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
if you want to address me with night, then my expectations and just the way I was raised was that you would say Mr. Knight. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm not in high school. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not hanging out with the kids, you know, where they'd say, hey, you know, by your last name. It's different. So, I have a slight pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get around, but I prefer <laughs> really just be called Steve or Steven, my first name. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do find that a lot of the newer staff that are, you know, substantially younger than me, uh, they will call me Mr. Knight, and, uh, which is fine. I mean, I feel a little older, but it's okay. But anybody, a anybody can call me Steve or Steven, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind Steve. My mother would prefer you say Steven. All right, Knight, back to the firm. And, and that's with a PH, <laughs> not a V. <laughs> Piece of advice for uh, someone just coming up, let's say students in the dance industry, anything. Piece of advice, go. Patience. Yeah. Absolutely patience. Patience, you know, so many of our students that come through our doors are very successful people. They have much success in their lives. So when they come in to learn to dance, they, they feel that, that success should come just as fast, and unfortunately it doesn't. It takes time to nurture, you know, because dancing is personal and it's sophisticated. You know, it, 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 it's a science. It's, it's a hobby, it's an art, it's a sport, it's so many things wrapped into one. So you have to allow yourself time to develop it. And it will develop. And it will stay for you for, with forever. You'll never, 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 never forget it. You'll always will have it. But that takes time to develop. So people get frustrated very early on with their dancing because they feel they should be farther ahead. And it's our responsibility to educate them to, to the fact that, no, this takes time. This takes time. Yeah. You know? Uh, and and the, most, the, the, the thing that they have to realize is, especially in the beginning, is they have to keep their lessons close together. They have to do what their instructors ask of them. They have to come to the parties. They have to go to the class lessons. All of these things are going to ensure them the success and the benefits they want. The things that they come into the studio, they tell us they want. So they just have to be patient, listen to the plan that the teacher has laid out for them, and realize that they will achieve their goal. It's going to happen. I've watched it hundreds of thousands of times. So just stay relaxed, stay calm, and do what your teacher says. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> you came to us for our professional teaching and education and partnering and everything else. So relax and enjoy yeah. the ride. The ride is much more fun than the arrival. Yeah. Piece of advice for a professional couple, teacher or whatever, going through the, the ranks and climbing that. The competitors? Yep. The biggest thing for professional competitors is to be sweet to one another to be nice to one another, it's vicious. to realize that it is you and your professional partner who are competing against everybody else. It, it's not you and your professional partner who are competing against each other. So I don't know of any dance partner that wakes up in the morning before rehearsal and says, you know what, today I'm going to go in and I'm going to really piss my partner off. I, I want to piss him off through rehearsal so that he can get upset with me. That doesn't happen. So 
be nice with each other, work together with each other, realize both of you are going to make mistakes. You need to, to you, you need to support one another. You need to motivate one another. You, you, you need to set goals together. You are a team, a team. So you work together. So my advice is really, because you know, it's very, you know, as a coach, and I've talked to other colleagues of mine, when we go on to lessons, and we have to be the uh, referee. Mm. That's not fun for us at all. Uh, so you, you, you have to be sweet. Yeah. And there's nothing more that impresses a coach or a judge is a couple that respect one another and work together to achieve their goals and not against. Truth. Um, piece of advice for your 16-year-old self. My 16-year-old self? Yep. Never be afraid to fail. Fear of failure could be the downfall of anybody. I didn't have a fear of failure. I looked at failure as more education. I looked at failure as what not to do next time. You know? So at a young age, I gave myself the permission to go ahead and fail. It's okay. Because I had already found something. Well, it wasn't 16, it was 17. But I had found something that I did, I did kind of good. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could have a future and with the right training and the right work and the, you know, the ethics and everything that goes behind you know, being a success in the dance industry. So I wasn't afraid of failure. I would get back up, brush myself off, and go at it again. And again and again and again. Yeah. There is no such thing as loss. You either win or you learn. Right. Word. Word. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick commercial break. We will be right back Alrighty. after this word from our sponsor. Today's episode of the InStep Vlog, Blog, and Podcast has been brought to you by the Fred Astaire Franchise Dance Studios, the nation's leader in premier ballroom dance instruction. Want to learn how to dance? We can teach you. What separates our teaching from everyone else's? We can tell you. The teaching philosophy at Fred Astaire Dance Studios is simple and straightforward. Learning how to ballroom dance is and should always be fun. We work with students of all ages and abilities and help them realize their ballroom dancing goals in a friendly and inspirational atmosphere. Whether you are interested in wedding dance instruction, are looking for a new hobby or a way to connect with your partner, want to improve your social life, or are taking your dancing skills to the next level, Fred Astaire's teaching method will result in faster learning rates and higher levels of achievement, regardless of your physical attributes or comprehension. And at Fred Astaire Dance Studios, you'll always find a warm and welcoming community that will inspire you to reach new heights, feel and look confident, and have fun doing it. Our proven dance curriculum includes a tiered program of regularly scheduled private lessons, as well as group lessons and practice parties to ensure that you are learning as much as possible in the shortest amount of time with the most retention and the most fun. Our dance instructor's repertoire covers the full range of ballroom dances, American, Latin, international style, ballroom style, even exhibition and theater arts dances. Created for both social and competitive dancers, our proprietary dance instruction program ensures you'll be on your way to confident dancing by the end of your very first lesson. Still interested? Well then what are you waiting for? 
Get started today with the Fred Astaire Dance Studio intro offer. Take advantage of the special introductory offer at your local Fred Astaire Dance Studio and take the first step towards realizing your ballroom dance goals. Visit www.fredastaire.com to find a location near you and we'll look forward to seeing you on the dance floor. Come learn how to ballroom dance at the Fred Astaire Franchise Dance Studios. And we are back. Hello? Hello? Oh, that was you. I, I heard that echo. I was like, oh, oh no. I decided to join <laughs> in on you. All right. Um, back to a couple more questions before we wrap this up. Which actor would you be starstruck by? Or would you be? Oh. That's a killer because you don't understand. I'm a I'm a big fanatic about all, a lot of actors and actresses. So I would probably be starstruck by anybody. Um, who would I really be starstruck by? Oh my gosh! Uh, you know what? I really like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, a lot. Sly. Yes. I like. Andrew. Uh, there's there's so many. I mean. I, I would be starstruck by anybody, and anybody who knows me knows that's how I am. Just with the Dancing with the Stars, I mean, I must have gone to Dancing with the Stars ten times, and each and every time I've gone, I, I, I've just been amazed at the different people that I met. So anybody who knows me would know that any star would starstruck yeah. me for sure. <laughs> What's something you'd love to learn? I would really love to learn, and don't laugh, I'd really love to learn how to sing, to sing. I know, I don't know if I have the voice for singing, but I think it would be kind of fun to have some voice lessons and just, you know, explore the possibilities yeah. of maybe being a singer. Uh, the other thing is, uh, and I've always wanted to uh, learn another language. Yeah. Learn another language. You know, our industry brings many uh, Europeans, you know, and uh, so there's, you know, Italian going on and Russian going on and, and this language in German, and it'd be kind of fun to know a different language. And I guess the third thing that I'd really like to do is if I had the time and could, it would be to learn to play the piano. Yeah. I'm fascinated by somebody who has a talent to play a piano. Yeah. I think it would be a really nice escape. Yeah. Sort of like watching TV, but <laughs> in, in a music type way. Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Uh, you know what? I, I watched it for a very long time. I had a lot of friends on the show, the pros. And um, I'm not so much watching it as much, even though I still find it entertaining. If I do watch it, and I, I don't like to say this loud, but if I do watch it, I watch the dancing performances. Yeah. I'm not really interested in what the judges have to say. Uh, I'm not so interested in the packages that they present beforehand anymore. I'm just truly interested in the dancing. And even though the dancing has changed as well, when they first started out, it would be a ballroom dance. And now it's a huge production. It's a yeah. big Broadway or a Las Vegas production with all kinds of props and lighting and more people added to the numbers. So from an entertainment standpoint, it's fun to watch, the yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah. You're from, you're, fr you're originally from Chicago. Yes. Chicago, so Southside Irish. Southside Irish. <laughs> Being from Wisconsin now, 
did you watch the Donald Driver uh, season? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I actually think I even went to that one. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I was there at one of those the, those uh, episodes. Yeah. And yes, now that I am living in Wisconsin, and I was born and raised in Chicago, let me put it out on the table right now. When I lived in Chicago, I was not a football fan. It wasn't until after I moved to Wisconsin that I became a football fan, and that was sheerly by accident. Yeah. And it was because the, the type of student that was coming into our studios at the time was uh, couples. Mm -hmm. We had a, a, a really big uh, uh, influx of couples coming into the studio, and I thought, okay, now I've been teaching females for years, and now I'm going to teach a couple, and I'm going to have a man that I'm going to deal with. And I had said to my supervisor at the time, I said, uh, what am I going to talk to this guy about? You know, I know what to talk to the ladies about with dancing. What am I going to talk to the guy? And she had told me, it was actually my last dance partner, Miss Ray Josephs, she said, uh, talk to him about football. I said, I don't know anything about football. I never even watched it. And she said, well, start watching it. And I started actually watching it with her and her husband, Joe. And uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, not only did I have something to share with the, 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 the male partner of the, of the customer, but I also had a new love. And so because I learned and started appreciating football after I moved to Wisconsin, I am a Green Bay Packer fan. Don't hate me, family. <laughs> And I'm not a Chicago Bear fan, and I do realize and understand the huge rivalry <laughs> that goes on between Chicago and Milwaukee as far as football. But that's how I became a Packer fan, because I really got into football after I moved to Wisconsin. And of course, uh, Wisconsin, they're, they're, they're football fanatics for their, their Green Bay Packers. And you just gotta, you know, you just kind of get sucked up into all the enthusiasm. So I just thought I'd put that out so it's on record. Everybody knows. Because they always say, you're not a Bear fan? <laughs> I didn't watch football when I was in Chicago. I didn't start until I was in Milwaukee. So, so sit down. So that's why I am a Green Bay Packer <laughs> fan. What's the most overused word in the ballroom industry? The most overused relax. 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 How would relax. you describe your personal style? Uh, my personal style has to be spontaneous and it has to be from the heart. And you know, it's funny because I'll do choreography and I'll do a piece for the second and third and fourth time and each time it'll be a little different because maybe I heard something different in the music, maybe I felt something different, maybe I was going to do something and my balance wasn't quite the way I needed it to be so I had to move to plan B quickly. So uh, very spontaneous. I, I don't want to be uh, held down by anything. I want to dance. You know, you know, it, it's, it's such a cliche. Dance like nobody's watching. But that's exactly what it is. That's the feeling you have to do, because again, like I said earlier, dancing is personal. So dance in the fashion that makes you feel good. That's what you have to please first is you. And I guarantee you, when you're pleasing yourself, you will please a lot of other people. Because then you're in the truest, you're, you're, you're dancing in the truest form to yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? You're dancing from your heart. Regardless of level, dance from your heart and believe in everything you do like it's the last step you'll ever get a chance to do. 
words. Amen. Do you hear that? What's the best gift you've ever received? Gift? Yeah. Well, I've gotten a lot of gifts. I'm a good boy. <laughs> <coughs> where is this gift coming from? Walgreens? I don't know. Where, wherever. Best is, gift. Is, uh, is it from a student? Piece of advice, Fan? student, oh, anything. Oh, gosh. I have countless. I have a huge treasure chest filled with things that uh, colleagues of mine in the industry have shared with me that have stayed with me and, and helped me through... Uh, my career, uh, things that you know. It's I gotta tell you. Uh, Doesn't have to be a thing either. It can be yeah, words. I don't know. You, you, you know what? I gotta say that growing up through the business, being you know born and raised in the South Side of Chicago, you know middle class. Uh, my dad was a, a, a policeman. My mother worked in the convent. Um, we, we, I, I wasn't exposed to a lot of things, so I wasn't very worldly, let's say. So working with the, the thousands of students that I have worked with, they were able to educate with me, to educate me and share with me their experiences of travel and fashion and simple things like manners, like sitting down at a, a formal dinner and having 18 pieces of silverware and you look and you think, okay, where where do I start? You know, when I grew up, it was a fork and a knife, and you were a happy camper. Mm -hmm. So the things that I received from the students, the knowledge, you know, on finances, you know, art, anything, you know, that they, they that's what I enjoyed. Yeah. That, that, that was my favorite because not only did I have an opportunity, a chance to to know and understand them, so that I could give them the best service possible, and so they could receive the benefits that dancing could give them, but they also educated me, and they didn't even know it. So that, that I truly appreciated yeah. in my career. If you were watching a show or listening to a podcast that was centered around dance, fashion, fitness, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle trends, what kinds of topics would you want to see discussed? Say it again, the ones. If you were watching a show or listening to a podcast that was centered around dance, fashion, fitness, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle trends, what kind of topics would you want to see discussed? You know what? Uh, I would like to be entertained, and uh, it would probably be a show that I would watch weekly. So it would cover all that. Mm -hmm. Entertainment, fitness, mm -hmm. dancing, uh, definitely what, what are the new trends, what's happening, because everybody wants to stay updated, everybody wants to stay trendy, nobody yeah. wants to look foolish. Yeah. So uh, I would dig all that, you know what I mean? And it would be like, my weekly series that I would watch yeah, and they would have show. they'd have different topics and you could listen to it in your car oh absolutely uh -huh. yeah I'd have to turn off 103.7 <laughs> but that's okay and, right and if you could choose three people within the dance industry or other industries um, that you think would make for an awesome interview who would they be um you know, if I would give, uh, if I was gonna pick three people for an awesome interview, even though there's hundreds in this industry mm -hmm. that have so much wealth uh, of knowledge and experience to share, I think I'd have to first pick my three partners that uh, I'm now working with in, in in managing and running the the Fred Astaire company, and that would be Luann Pulliam, Bruno Collins, and John Gates. 
because we're congratulations uh, by the way thank you we've uh, we, we've all been working together for many many years and uh, this was a goal that we all had and uh, we finally got there and uh, even though our stories are similar they're also different so I think they would be fabulous interviews for you for the, the, the people to hear you know uh, how they came up in the business I mean Luann came to us from the ballet world you know what I mean she, 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 she was she was a ballerina and she came into this wild world of ballroom Bruno was not even born in this country he was born in Italy you know what I mean so he's had quite the journey you know Bruno and Luann together had quite the journey as United States theatrical champions and of course uh, uh, Blackpool exhibition champions these are huge titles yeah in the dancing and and then there's John Gates, who not only was a dancer, but was a master in the business. You know, came to us from Montreal uh, and worked his way up from the bottom to the top. You know, he's, he's a master in, in the business, you know. So I think that would be three really good interviews that uh, anybody in our dance industry would enjoy hearing. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you very, very much. Oh, no, um, thank you. You are very, very busy and and got a whole lot going on and this is really a huge step for for the first year dance studios for instep um and i, I genuinely appreciate you you taking the time and oh, no problem. helping Anytime. us kick uh, it off with a bang. i want to be a regular yeah done and done i, I want to be a regular you yeah. know what i mean i love uh sharing my knowledge you know what i mean yeah so other people can be inspired There's a lot more stories i i oh my gosh i could write a book <laughs> if i was a good writer i could write a book i'll dictate it <laughs> but i'll definitely be back well thank you again uh stay tuned for the next episode when we watch an entire three hours of mr steven knight dancing or something else someone else will be here i don't know what's going on we might be canceled but Thank you no. for watching. Stay tuned for more. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Snapchat, Musical.ly, YouTube, and uh, probably some others that we'll make up in the future. Keep in step within step. And thank you for tuning in to the In Step Vlog, Blog, and Podcast. For tons of exclusives, bloopers, and behind-the-scenes footage, just subscribe to this channel. You can find us on all social media just by searching the hashtag or at symbol keep in step. Until the next time, sharing is caring, and you're awesome, so please keep in step with In Step.